Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a weird looking group today. <laughs> Unreal. Emma dared me to leave the hat like this. She said she would give me two dollars. So it's it's giving Madeline. I made vibes. two dollars. Uh, you remember it's that? It's actually not the worst looking thing in the world. It's like it's like a seafaring Madeline. Remember her, the French girl from the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm <laughs> mad at it. Well, the only to... thing is, is it's flipped inside out, you guys. So that it's not like really supposed to be like this. You mm. can see the tag. So we're just being Which, extra yeah, on this totally. Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm on board. I don't it, even it know It does where to look go like I this. belong on a boat, though. That's why so. I said I'm on board. <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> you look like a pencil. We literally just started. <laughs> like, literally just started. We're killing it. <laughs> but I love that you're embracing the Barbie of this day. You got the real Barbenheimer vibes going. Yes. With the pink hat, happy Barbenheimer day to all those you who got celebrate. The, bar- the Barbie this, this vibes. Was, this was my 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 uh, <laughs> Barbenheimer mm-hmm. look. Had to go with the, like the old school hat, and mm-hmm. then like if Ken lost all his money and had to buy a cheap shirt, <laughs> damn, like, you know, it's rough. Barbie took a turn. I'm gonna leave this hat on <laughs> for the whole show, just because why not? It's Friday. We'll have a little <laughs> bit of fun here. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Gerald Borgay. That's Espo. And today we're gonna continue our dive into all of the newcomers and re-signees of the Phoenix Suns. And today, we'll be discussing Eric Gordon. So, of course, Eric Gordon is 34 years old. He is six foot four. His wingspan is six foot nine. He's got some strengths, and he's got some weaknesses. Gentlemen, <laughs> what stands out to you as far as what you're most looking forward to from Eric Gordon and one of the things you have some hesitations about. Well, Lindsay, I'm really looking forward to the strengths and not so much the weaknesses. Same, honestly. So on to the next. No, uh, for me, Eric Gordon's ability to pull up from anywhere on the court yes. is, is something I am looking forward to. Gerald, you did a fantastic job writing about it and pulling clips. And I, I was I was watching that and then looking at the stats, I was like, yeah, I can I can enjoy this. <laughs> I can get behind this. Uh, and then the weakness, he's 34. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, we if we had gotten him, you know, five, ten, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, you know, it's it's even more exciting. Hopefully, the 34 year old version of Eric Gordon can hold up and can be that uh, that extra shooter that you really needed last year that you didn't have. 
Yeah. And, and for those who are interested in diving a little bit deeper, I wrote about it for diehards only on gophnx.com today. Um, but for me, it's the floor spacing and the fact that when he does attack, he can be very efficient. He's yeah. really strong and he does not mind contact, which is something that, you know, the Suns could have used more of last year. Guys that can get to the rim um, and get to the free throw line as well. Uh, the problem is, and I found this in a lot of areas in his game, he doesn't move a ton. Like he's not a guy that's going to be running around screens as a movement shooter. He, what he does at this point in his career, because he's a little bit older now, is he'll just spot up. And that's why he shoots so many threes from way out there, because he's just going to camp out. And if he gets a look, he's going to let it fly, um, which is good because he's an efficient shooter. But defensively, offensively, he's not a guy that's going to be running all over the court very often which could be a bad thing in some situations, but it could be good for his durability and you need, you just need him healthy for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's better that he's not out there, you know, running around a bunch of screens or whatever. Yeah. I mean, as well, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Obviously the most exciting thing is, is the shooting, especially like Gerald, you mentioned five feet past the three point line. <laughs> we love to see that, mm -hmm. but just, just the age, the fact that as obviously 34 is not old by normal mm -hmm. people standards, mm -hmm. But by athlete standards, it's getting up there a little bit. And mm -hmm. so, Gerald, to your point again, you just kind of slow down a little bit. Then you're not moving as much. You're not as quick anymore with those type of things. You talked about, you know, getting to the rim and how he's good at that. Mm -hmm. But he just doesn't do it as often mm -hmm. anymore as he used to. Um, so those are some of the hiccups that may come with Eric Gordon. But I don't know that we got to put that much load on him. I don't know that you need all of that, what he could have brought however many years ago when mm. he wanted to be a son, if you need that in this situation. Yeah, but what I like, and, and you showcase this in, in the piece, is how he doesn't need to move that much to get enough separation. Mm. You know, it's one step off off of him, and he can pull, and that either comes in, in a screen or a little hesitation that he can do. It's enough, uh, enough distance for him to just get that shot off, and that's... That's important, but granted, I don't know how many times guys are going to be all that close to him if if he's out there at any point with the big three because their gravi gravity is going to pull a lot of guys off of uh, off of people, you know, the other two guys on the court. And if Eric Gordon's one of them, he's going to make them pay. Yeah, he, he's a guy that got a decent amount of open looks, but not as many as he probably could have, especially once we got to the playoffs and Paul George was out and then Kawhi goes out after the first game. Like they didn't have a lot of offensive hubs like the Suns, who have three of them. Um, so he was asked to do a little bit more with the Clippers than I think they were expecting. Um, and I think that's why maybe there were a little bit mixed results, especially in the playoffs when his efficiency kind of tanked a little bit. He was being asked to do more than he will need to do here. Um, so I think the shooting will hold, especially if he's sharing the court with KD or Book or Bradley Beal. Um, and I think, like you said, because he's willing to launch from 27, 28, 29 feet, you have to be up on him. And when you're that far up, you open yourself up to driving lanes a little bit more. And he is pretty crafty with giving a pump fake that draws them off their feet and using that to make up for the lack of kind of an explosive first step at this point in his career. And sharing the floor with the big three, I would like to think that it's a pretty no-brainer that one of those big three would likely be on the court at mm. all times. You know I what hope. I mean? Like, yeah, I don't see this being like a hockey kind of right. substitution <laughs> here. I think it's it's going to be a mix of those ones, kind of like we saw in the playoffs, but 
maybe more regularly throughout the season. Um, before we go and continue more on our Eric Gordon conversation, we got a special guest joining us here in just a little bit. I do want to ask you guys, mm -hmm. do you cook during the summer inside? Like, are you do still cook cooking? Ever, in, well, that's fair. I don't. But specifically in the summer, it's a hard no. Like, yeah. sometimes I might during the non-peak mm -hmm. heat days. Yeah. But in the summer, it's definitely a no. Okay. You feel inside? that way? Yeah. If it, in, if it requires turning on an oven, it's not happening. Oh, okay. It's just too hot. How do you turn hot. on an oven? Good I don't even know question. that. So. Well, Espo, for people like you and me who don't want to cook, and especially in the summer, or don't know how to cook, we've got you guys covered. Mm. Factor Meal Kids have officially joined the PHNX family. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Also love the delivery factor. Yeah. Listen, I'm not trying to go to the grocery store ever. Mm -mm. I'm not trying to leave the house right now. Exactly. <laughs> Especially in the summertime. Like, no. It's yeah. absolutely no. So if you don't want to leave the house and you don't want to cook, make sure you check out Factor. They are fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. I also love that because... I don't like to think ahead and like take chicken out of the freezer and thaw it out and plan all the things. I just want to know I'm hungry and this is what I want and I want to eat it now. Lindsay mm. hopes that Factor will send somebody with it to feed her as I well mean, listen. at this point. <laughs> will you put it in the microwave for me and then plate it and then cut up the chicken pieces for me like I'm two? Can you just serve it straight to my mouth, please? Oh, man. Uh, they've got amazing uh, options, right, to fit any sort of dietary restrictions or allergies or lifestyles, things like that, like from keto to calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus type stuff. If you're looking for the gains, Gerald, I know you are right now. You tweeted about being back in the gym. Uh, head terrible. to factormeals.com slash phnxsuns50 and use code phnxsuns50 to get 50% off. Again, that is code phnxsuns50 at factormeals.com slash phnxsuns50 to get 50% off. The only thing that would make my hat look better today is if I brought my Shady Rays in oh, to I wear with it. Oh, I thought this was an OG's hat. Oh, man. Yeah. No, if I had on some dope Shady Rays with this hat, the look would be perfection. Make sure you guys get your hands on some Shady Rays. They are premium polarized shades, and the gear is built to last. They also have the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacement, so if you lose... Or break your pair even on day one. Shady Rays told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Exclusively for everyone listening, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, it's time to welcome in our special guest on this Friday afternoon, Tomer Arsley. Azerly, my bad, Clippers and NBA writer, plus content and social for Clutch Points. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing well, trying to stay cool uh, over here in L.A. Uh, I hear it's not as bad over there, though. It's much worse over there. So uh, I think yeah. I'm a little better off, but doing well. We are all struggling as far as the heat. We would gladly <laughs> trade places with you in a heartbeat, that's for sure. Uh, thank goodness for air conditioning, though, right? Yeah. 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 So Especially we're talking Vegas and here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're talking all things Eric Gordon today. Obviously, you had a close up look at him last season. What stands out to you about Eric Gordon at this point in his career still? 
Uh, well, for one, I'm happy that he has a chance to play for a contending team. Uh, after a couple of years in Houston with, with a, you know, a, a much younger team that didn't really have a chance to compete, uh, I think he was happy just to be in a situation where he has to play for something more than just an April 14th, you know, end of season kind of thing. So uh, that's one thing. Um, another thing for me is really just, I know it's talked about a lot, but that floor spacing that he provides, that extra three to four feet that he can give you um, on the perimeter is really game changing. We saw that in the playoffs and we saw that at times during the regular season, especially with a guy like Russell Westbrook able to push downhill, Terrence Mann able to push downhill. That floor spacing, that extra three to four feet that he can give you just opens up so much more. So um, he's still a really good shooter, um, still can put the ball off the dribble, attack closeouts. So, um, I mean, he, he's just a great fit, really, for the Suns. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he fits because, you know, as someone who covered the Clippers, I kind of hated to lose him because I thought he was a really good piece around a Kawhi and a PG. Um, but, you know, tax implications and all that be, be what they are. So, um, but happy that he has a chance to contend, really, because he's, he's a good guy. Um, I remember he was with the Clippers back in 2009 or whatever it was. Uh, so just happy he has a chance to contend for a championship again. Tomer, you kind of mentioned it there. I know that they saved, what was it, like $110 million in luxury tax payments, but were you kind of surprised that the Clippers let him go the way that they did? I mean, given the fact that they traded Luke Kennard, who was, you know, a top three shooter in the NBA by percentage, um, and the pick swap that ended up being Cam Whitmore, who is on a revenge tour for being disrespected (laughs) at being pick number 20, Mm -hmm. um, and he looked really good, summer league MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a bit surprising, yeah, because I, I think from one, on one hand, you, you 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 know you have Steve Ballmer who has openly just said, you know, we'll spend whatever it takes to contend and build a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if if it's strictly a luxury tax thing, uh, then I'm a little confused by it because then you're saving 110 million, and if you're you know if that's what you're really touting, then I'm a bit confused. I know that the new CBA has some language there where it affects the Clippers from being able to use either some money or or, or something by draft night uh, next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I, I think there was something that they were they're still trying to figure out and get under the second apron. They're not there yet, but I think they're they're going to try to be mm-hmm. uh, entering the season. So I, I think there were a lot of things that went into it. I mean, obviously, I don't think they traded for Eric with the intention of just letting him go. Uh, but I think once the new CBA came out and, you know, the language became more available uh, in those 600 whatever pages that was, I think it just became obvious that someone had to go. They had a roster crunch, especially with Russell Westbrook resigned. Um, they intend, it looks like they intend to keep Terrence Mann and, and Bones Highland, Norman Powell. So there's really just a roster crunch there and minutes are really hard to come by. So um, I am surprised they let him go. I thought at the very minimum he could be used as some kind of a, a trade piece you could send to a contender as an expiring contract. Um, you know, I thought maybe in, in a Philly deal it might work if you want to trade for James Harden or another team that might want him. But um, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I, I'm surprised. I'm st- I think a lot of people are still kind of shocked that they just let him go after trading Luke Kennard, who was you know a favorite here, uh, and the pick swap that turned into Cam Whitmore. What is the biggest concern when it comes to Eric Gordon? I know he's 34, but what should Suns fans potentially be concerned about with Eric Gordon's game at this point? I think I think he's at this point. I think he actually has been like this for a while, but he's kind of streaky for one. Um, you know, just because he does offer that floor spacing doesn't mean it's always going to you know go down. So I think you you do have to respect him as a shooter. Um, I think defensively, he's definitely lost a step from where he was a couple of years ago. He's got a, a a bigger frame for you know what is he is a six six four six five mm-hmm. a six three type of guy six three two fifteen. Um, 
So I think he's definitely got a, a better frame, but he's lost a step defensively, so it's probably easier to beat defensively. Um, I think during the playoffs you saw some, um, you know, granted he was defending guys like Devin Booker, but um, <laughs> there was some miscommunications there, and, and he kind of, you know, either got backdoored or, or guys were able to cut off him and stuff like that. So I think defensively is probably w- where you'll see the biggest concerns if I had to pick some, but I think you're also looking at a lineup that'll feature a Kevin Durant, who's, you know, great as a small ball five of the, great defensively we saw that with the Warriors we saw that last year with the Suns so like uh, I'm not really too concerned about it I, I am interested to see how they kind of work with I, I think Beal is going to be like the de facto kind of point guard if I'm not mistaken from what I saw so I'm curious to see how they kind of mesh with that but uh, I think the biggest concerns are probably defensively offensively you're not going to really going to need too much out of him uh mm-hmm. given the other big names you have there so um yeah I think just defense might be might be a bit of an issue yes that was, that was kind of one of my questions was with the Clippers, it felt like because Paul George went down before the playoffs, because Kawhi goes down after game one, basically, it felt like they needed him to do more than maybe he was originally going to have to do for that team. Do you like the fit with Phoenix maybe in a role where, you know, as long as everybody stays healthy, obviously, he's able to be kind of that support bench guy that the Clippers envisioned when they first got him? Yeah, I mean, when they first got Eric Gordon, I mean, they had um, they had those two games where I believe they, they started Terrence Mann alongside him before the All-Star break. And I think that the final game before the break was against the Suns, where Terrence Mann had about 26. I think Eric Gordon started and gave him like 13, 14 mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it, it looked good, and that was with Kawhi and PG available. They were also available for a couple games out of the All-Star break. That was with Russell Westbrook. And I think that, again, it, it really looked like he struggled with his shot, but they were getting the shots that they wanted. Uh, out of out of the driving kicks that you know Russ and PG and Kawhi were able to uh, create, so um, I think he's a perfect fit. I, I, I may there may not be a better fit for Eric Gordon than this team because of the amount of attention that a Devin Booker can draw, um, a Kevin Durant, and not only that, their, their efficiency is also going to be so high that you have to give them that attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, health is, is is a big thing for this team, but. I mean, there there really may not be a better fit for this uh, for Eric Gordon to this Suns team because of the uh, the size that they already have. I mean, Devin Booker is what about six three, six four, something like that. But he's he, I think he's feel, he's got like a bigger frame uh, than most guys at that position. So he he gives you he gives you a lot. I, I just I really like that fit. It's going to be so good for them. Um, I think if there's one team, if there's one team that Clipper fans didn't want to see him go to, it's the <laughs> Lakers. The second team was probably the Suns. I would say. <laughs> Well, we're happy to have your support if you'd like to come hang out with us for a few games. You are always welcome over here. Uh, Listen, we've got a lot of new faces on the Sun Squad, so we're trying to really get to know them. Obviously, we will learn more about them as the season tips off and progresses. And I know that Eric Gordon was only with the Clippers for like the back half of last season. But what what can you share with us about who he is as a teammate, locker room guy, what we can kind of expect personality wise? Yeah, so Eric Gordon is a great guy to have in the locker room, and I, I, I had Coach Sharondo really, really touched on it a number of times last year. It just his his calm demeanor is something that, um, it really just again calms the entire locker room down. It, it, you never feel razzled with him. Uh, high pressure situations, um, you know that game one and game two last year against against the Suns was were, were some pretty high pressure situations, and Eric was you know calm, cool, collected the entire time, and that's the type of guy you want on your team and, and playing those big minutes where, um, you know, crowd gets loud, clock starts winding down, that's who you want on your team. Um, I think, again, Eric's just glad to be in a contender. I know he was glad when, when he got here. He was like, 
finally. <laughs> um, so I, I think playing for contender kind of rejuvenated him last year. It, it, it brought back a little bit more in the game. And I think that con- we'll continue to see that this year with the Suns. Um, I think as a locker room guy, he really is just just the perfect guy. He's very low maintenance, doesn't really need the ball at this point in his career very often. Um, and he, he's just a very calm guy to have in, in your locker room. So um, he's a veteran presence as well, been in the league long enough to know what his role is, how to approach different guys and help them out in different situations, whether it's shots not going down, frustrations with other things. So um, he's really just like the perfect guy. I think this is like a match made in heaven with Phoenix and, and Eric Gordon because so many things that both needed um, just, just, you know, they compliment each other so well. So I, I like it a lot. It's also been a long time coming. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that Tomer, but back in 2012, uh, he signed a four year, like $58 million deal with the Suns as a restricted free agent. Um, and there was this whole like PR slogan about how his heart was in Phoenix and they were trying to get the Pelicans not to match, and they matched like three days later. So he, he never wound up I coming I do remember here. that. Yeah. I do remember that. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's been a love oh. affair for a long time with Eric Gordon and the Phoenix Suns. Better late sure. than never, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. We do have a question in our chat. Does he have any nicknames that you know of? Um, I mean, I know that he goes by EJ. Um because he's Eric Jr., Eric Gordon Jr., so he goes okay. by EJ. He doesn't doesn't like EG. I mean, I don't think he doesn't like EG. He just goes by EJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't recall. I don't honestly. I don't think he was here for long enough to get yeah. a nickname. Yeah. Um, like I don't. I don't know. I, mean, I guess with with Gordon, you could do a few things. Yeah. Uh, so like I'm, probably I'm... An, an Air Gordon or something. But I don't think he ever got that nickname though. Yeah, his Air Gordon I think was from his younger days, especially when he was pretty ruthless in the air but um i do like splash gordon that's on his basketball reference page i might have to use that um someone also uh someone jay in the chat said hobbit and it does show up here the hobbit i don't know about that one i don't know try that in the first uh, post-game press conference go ahead i don't don't know know if i like that no (laughs) why hobbit i'm curious about that how did that start i have no idea i might need to ask him about that i will say though basketball reference basketball reference right yeah they do often at times have questionable nicknames listed for players where i'm like are you sure i think they do that just to see if a media member will actually use it and uh, and have Maybe like, get him in trouble. what the hell are you talking about? That's what reference says E Money. Yeah, E Money, E J, E G, Splash Gordon, 3G. Okay. There's some there's some options. I had one only non- one I know about is EJ. Yeah. <laughs> I I have one non uh, Eric Gordon question, uh, if you don't mind. Obviously, Steve Ballmer came into league very much like Matt Ishbia, wanting to make big moves, wanting to put together this championship roster. It hasn't worked in in L.A. due to, in particular, injuries. But do you think that's been the biggest impediment? Or do you think there's uh, something to be said for these new owners coming in, wanting to spend big money, but not necessarily spending it right? Because that's been one of the things that people have been a little worried about with Matt Ishbia. Um, I think, well, for one, I think people forget how hard it is to win. Um, and at the end of the day, there's one winner and 29 losers. Um, I think people forget that at, at times. You just everyone wants to contend, everyone wants to compete, and it's, just, it's not realistic to, to have everyone be a, a top tier championship contender year in and year out. I do like what Matt Ishby has done um, a lot. It's a lot of it has been bold, but like 
some of these guys are superstar players that are really hard to come by. And this is the final offseason, I believe, according to the CBA, that you could actually go and get these guys, uh, a Bradley Beal or a Kevin Durant. So, like, these are generational players. You might as well go get them and try to win now. Um, so I love that. I mean, as far as the Clippers go, I think they've done a lot, a lot right. They just haven't had the luck and the fortune to stay healthy at the right time. And when they did, they had um, a coach who was a little stubborn in their ways, I'd say, in the bubble and, and you know, wouldn't play Vita Zubats as much, played uh, Montrose Hare a little too much against Jokic. Um, other than that, they just haven't been, haven't been uh, healthy. I mean, I know Ty Lue kind of said it and everyone laughed at it, but since Teron Lue took over as head coach, they, they have not lost a series when they've been super health, uh, fully healthy, but they've also just not been fully healthy outside of, like, that one Mavs series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just luck and fortune has not been on their side. And I think, um, that, that probably just plays a significant portion of a lot of team success <laughs> and, uh, they just haven't had it right now. So, um, I, I do, I do like what the Clippers have done over the, over the years. It, it's tough to, I know that the end result hasn't really justified it, but like they, they've done everything the right way. And I, I like what Matt HB has done as well. I think, um, the health concerns are always going to be there, but you have to go all in. Um, and just try to win, especially when superstar talent like this is available. I, it's ballsy to go out there and get Kevin Durant and Devin and uh, Bradley Beal within what a four or five month span. Yeah. But you got to do it. You got to do it. I got a little bit of a soft spot for the Clippers in my heart. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and also just from playoffs over the last handful of years, I will say the Clippers fan base has been the coolest fan base of an opponent That's, for yeah. sure yeah um so i do wish you guys well just not when you're playing the sun but <laughs> <laughs> maybe this past postseason they got a little softer i know in 2021 uh it was it was a little more testy yeah um <laughs> when when the suns beat the uh the clippers and chris paul won a conference championship on the clippers home court that was uh <laughs> i remember we were in the postgame talking uh through the microphone in the arena and it was very it was, it was different. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a little That's like fair. history there yeah. and whatnot, so I get that. But Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and your insight. I hope you have a great weekend. No problem. Thank you. You guys stay cool out there. It's, uh, I know it's been rough, so you guys stay cool out there. Appreciate you guys for having me. We'll do you too, Tomer. Thanks for hopping on. And everyone listening, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. He is at Tomer. Azerly, that's A-Z-A-R-L-Y. If we want to stay cool mm-hmm. in Phoenix, the best place to do that is, of course, the Four Peaks Pub down in Tempe. Mm-hmm. Because not only do they have refreshing beer, mm-hmm. they got great food and they got air conditioning. So the three things you need for a great time when you're in Phoenix <laughs> in the summertime, you can find at the Four Peaks Pub in Tempe. Check them out on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub. To keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery, must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly. I thought it was interesting. You and Saul have always been talking about those tea shots at Four Peaks, and Jacob came in today <laughs> and was like, I finally tried one, and it was delicious. Yeah. So I don't lie to people. Yeah, I your, tell rec- the pe- your recommendations oh, are solid. I tell oh. I mean, I know you did call me a liar earlier. When it comes to <laughs> Four Peaks <laughs> and beers, I do not lie to the people. Mm-hmm. The tea shot is spectacular. I'm going to let say that Say what one you want to say. I'm just no, going to let it go. I'm going to let, you know what? I'm just going to have some OGs and okay. I'm just going to zen out and okay. find a happy balance. I'm going to let it go. It's Friday. We need to be nicer to each other. Sure. If anybody has been a little bit sassy what? this week, it's definitely me. See. 
Why are we being nice to each other on a Friday? We should be nice to each other on a Monday and progressively get worse. Well, I mean, I started Monday pretty hot. So if I had gotten progressively worse for Monday, we would probably be in like World War III now. Don't give her ideas. Yeah, I feel like everybody hates me based on what Lindsay was throwing at me this week. (laughs) It could be a little bit of a struggle. Although, yesterday I did take my fair share of the lumps. Like, I I had an off day yesterday. What happened remember. yesterday? I don't even remember. I don't know. I just felt like I was definitely taking L's left and right <laughs> on the show. So, you know. All right. It just, it, it all balanced out. It's it's a happy balance. Wow. Just like what OG's offers. OG's is all about flavoring life. And uh, they have such a wide range of flavors and functions. So no matter what it is that you need or are looking for, OG's has a gummy for it. So check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at OG's Brands, and you can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. So we heard from James Jones yesterday. Uh, the clips that we played were about DeAndre and, but James Jones also did share some thoughts on campaign and the movement around him. Well, it was a combination of things, but you know that was a part that was a part of a series of transactions that we made that we thought would give us roster balance and flexibility. And and Cam was tremendous for us for the last three years, uh, but we have changed the identity of our team. And when you look at the, the types of players that we have on the floor, uh, we they have size, defensive versatility, um, length. And so when we thought about that position, when you, you talk about Devin, Kevin, and Brad having the ball in their hands and being high usage, uh, we need a different type of guard. And I think we have that, And but – but at the same time, we're open to continue to try to figure out how to add that, uh, that, that those same traits, defensive versatility. I mean, I'm kind of – I know people are going to say that that's sort of a nothing answer, but I felt like he gave more details than I was expecting about why they went a certain direction away from Cam. Um, you know, he talked about liking their guards, but he also talked about the defensive makeup of the team, mm-hmm. being comfortable with the amount of playmaking that they have. Um, and you know, he didn't say the inconsistency part of it, but that's, you know, we, we can read into his comments however we will. Um, so I, I thought that was more informative than the type of answer we usually get when a question like that comes up. Yeah. To me, that felt like a kind way of saying he wasn't going to get a lot of playing time. Mm -hmm. There really wasn't a place on this roster for him. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, this is tax saving. They did it because Ishbia isn't really willing to spend anything it takes. He wanted to save money. I don't buy that. That's mm-hmm. not the MO of this offseason at all. I think this purely was you are not going to get an opportunity here. You're going into the final year of your contract. We're going to move you to try to get anything mm-hmm. and to give you an opportunity to actually play because – to be fair, I, I think Cam did a lot of good things for this organization. I think James probably appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And and really, if he didn't get a play this year, he's not getting any money next summer or any big money uh, or any decent money. So I, I think this gives him an opportunity in San Antonio to get decent minutes, maybe earn himself another two- or three-year contract that could uh, could help him in the long yeah, I mean, that that is fair from like a business perspective to give him a chance to boost his value um, because clearly his trade value was not very high. At all they the moment, all yeah. they all they got back from him was 
a second round pick that's probably not going to convey five, because, five, of, how it's, spots, because right? of how it's protected. Yeah. So I, I am kind of shocked that they were willing to dump him for that. Like if they hadn't been able to work out that magic deal, this would have been a real head scratcher because we focused on, okay, we got three second round picks back at least just the campaign deal with San Antonio was him and a second rounder for a second rounder that they're probably never going to get. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of weird that they were willing to go that far. But I but think, I think too, is they want, they needed another spot to sign Bull Bull. They did. But again, it's, that is a little strange to me just because I, if, you know, if the playoffs were starting, I would put a lot more money on campaign being a contributor in some way than Bull Bull. But, you know, maybe they're high on the flashes he showed before he got COVID with the Magic last year because he did look like a an actual useful rotation player. Am, am I wrong in thinking that maybe they they value a trade exemption, though, too? That they could. It does open up flexibility for down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, and with how tight they are against the cap, how with the guys that they signed – primarily being or all being veteran minimums outside of the big four. If you even want to make a move, you kind of need uh, some flexibility like that. So at least a, a trade exception gives you that, mm -hmm. uh, that potential flexibility. I, I don't know. I think that may be part of it as well as that future opportunity cost there. Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, it, it could be the case that they realized, damn campaign doesn't have like any trade value we if we're going to add a meaningful player at midseason if something comes up we'd rather use the 6.5 million dollar trade exception and a couple of second rounders than campaign's contract and a couple of second i don't i i don't know um but it's it's possible i i am still just surprised that his trade value was that low i guess yeah i I am, though, and this is me, like, speculating and reading into some of his tweets because now that we know exactly what unfolded, it does feel like that tweet he sent out, like, something along the lines of, all right, let's get let's get to it or something like that. Mm -hmm. Seems like maybe in hindsight now they had a conversation behind the scenes yeah. about something like this might actually come into fruition. Mm -hmm. And I will say I do appreciate that, that yeah. he didn't find out from Twitter, from Woj and Shams, that he had been moved. I do appreciate that they at least seemingly, anyway, gave him a heads up. I'm hoping that Hopefully, that's what it is. Anyway. Right. Hopefully that's what happened because the reports had already been circulating about the whole TJ McConnell stuff. Right. So it could be reacting to that, but it could be the case where they were just transparent, like, look, we're going to try to trade you somewhere else. Or maybe it was the reports that started it and then they had the conversation. I don't know. That's I'm so just fair. trying to hope that they had the conversation. <laughs> Before yeah. he found out on Twitter, because I hate that so much. I'm guessing they didn't have it before Summerlin. Because he well, was yeah, definitely no. not before there. Summerlin. But look, I his attitude for for as up and down th as things had been, and and in any issues on the court, uh, you know, play wise, he always had a great attitude. Mm -hmm. Always, yes, was supporting his teammates, whether he was out injured or wasn't playing well he was always one of the first guys to cheer for his teammates so uh and the city in general yeah, yeah. he got behind everybody in this city he and did. fully embraced yeah. being a phoenician being a part of the sports culture here in town like he's still tweeting about the d-backs mm -hmm. you know yeah. what i mean like he loved this place and we loved him for that too and we loved him back so mm -hmm. it will be sad
Yeah, and I, and I think that goes to you could tell there was respect in in what James was talking about in that interview, and I think you know those the who he was goes a long way to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Since it's Friday, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to bring back Friday fun. Okay. I feel like it's been a you minute since we've had a little bit it? of Friday fun mm-hmm. vibes going on over here. We're going to play a little hot or not. Okay. Emma yes, is hot. back behind the Mac <laughs> and she has some topics for us. Okay. And chat, feel free to weigh in. Let us know if you think they're hot or not, too. All right. First one hot or not? Flip flops. On men, so- not. On women, hot. So this is not slides. This is flip-flops, correct? Flip-flops. Correct. Flip-flops. <sighs> hot when you're not at work. I don't like the thing in between my toes, to be honest with you. So I'm going to say not. I can't stand slides. Why? Oh, I love I slides. Can't. My Nike slides, I wear them I, <laughs> all the time when I'm not wearing shoes. I've never found a, a real comfortable pair of slides that I like. Really? But I've, huh. I've found flip-flops that okay. I can... I, I can go with. Well, we got birthday ideas for you now. Oh, Perfect. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna contribute to Espo having his toes out. <laughs> Why do I I'm take shrapnel because of freaking bookman? Because I wouldn't no, buy no, no, Gerald's no. sandals either. I'm I don't want to say Gerald's toes either. Look, Leah yeah. and you have shamed me enough where I will never wear open toed <laughs> shoes in this building. Did it once? That's enough. I'll be wearing sneakers. Thank you very much. Espo, we shamed you in the old building, and you still wore them in the new building. Not while well. I was on show. I had to come in on a day I wasn't supposed to come in, and I was wearing them once. Can Give I... a man a break. Why? Even with slides, I, I still want guys to wear socks with yeah. their slides. No, that, <laughs> no you, because... Wh- cover up your toes. We, we Nobody get, wants to see them. No, because then we get in trouble for wearing socks with your sandals or you're, socks with your you're slides. You're an old man. Look yeah. at that. So I, I, I really but, like the look of Birkenstocks. I, yeah, I actually socks. like socks and sandals. I like the look, too, and I like the feel because especially during the winter when it's cold, I still want to wear my comfortable-ass slides, but I don't want my feet to be cold. But then I get told you're not an adult. You're wearing socks By with your who? sandals. Who? By Amy? people. No, not Wait, Amy. What do you hold on? I I will not stand I will not stand for this male toe hatred on this program. Oh my What's god. What's what is with that, right? What why? Why is there such hatred against why? the male toe? You want to know why? They're gross they're toes gross. in general are gross. I don't no. even see anybody's no. toes. That's not entirely yeah, true toes what, are gross. whatsoever. No. They are. If you if you're a man and you're gonna have your toes out, at the very least, you better be getting pedicures on the regular. Those feet better you, be looking nice. Your and toes, if they are not, cover them up. Your toes should not be out if you are not by the water. Period. I mean I would mm, for men? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to now wear socks in my own house. <laughs> Yes, I, I mean do. not not during this heat wave though. No, I will I will push back on that. Call. If I'm out and I'm not here with my coworkers and I'm wearing my slides, I'm not going to put socks on because it's 116 degrees out. You know I'm not going to give into this. You know I'll wear sandals in this office if I damn well please. Thank you very <laughs> You're much. You're such a liar. You <laughs> thank would you not. very much. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, maybe I will on this program too. Okay. You okay. all can suffer. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, Libertarian Sasquatch sent us a super chat and said, no man should wear flip-flops or any open-toed shoes in public. Uh, I used to like Libertarian Sasquatch, I live, but not anymore. I live in a place that's 110 on the regular. I'm I'm going to wear 
<laughs> shoes that are not that hot when J- I please. Jason Schaff says, looks like Espo and Lindsay are going toe-to-toe on this. Hey-o! <laughs> Let me Look ensure you, you go, my Jason. toes will be nowhere near Lindsay's toes. There's hatred now, all Look right? at you go, Jason. That's all right. funny. All right, what's next, Emma? Hot or not, getting a tech for flopping. Ooh. So hot. So damn hot. Has the potential to be hot, but very well could be not, depending on how it actually plays out. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm just going to go hot as a baseline principle. I like the idea. I like the idea of it. The execution, I still have questions about. Are you guys concerned about this? Because didn't we get one in like the first day of Summer League? Yeah. Look, this will be like any rule at the beginning of the season. They'll overuse it to make a point. And then as things go on, they'll underuse it and everybody will complain that, oh, that should have been a flopping technical. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. Look, this is so hot for 29 teams. If the Suns get called for them, it's not. (laughs) Let's be honest. But I can't wait till Luka gets a freaking flopping foul in a big game and we all can feel good about it. Yeah, but it's going to hurt if it ever happens to us so much. It's going to be really bad. Yeah. Just, just don't be the first ones. Yeah, exactly. All right, Emma, what else you got for us? All right, next one. Hot or not? Gated communities. Not. Yeah, I'm going to go not. Not. I, I mean, if you're not comfortable living in the place that you're in, don't live there. Also, it just feels so wrong. It feels very like exclusionary. You, putting, yeah. <laughs> I am putting a gate. Or, and then not, not even like from that side of things, just from a logistic side of things. You know how many times I've had people like I have to drop off things or friends live in gated communities and you just can't get in right. or out because the gate just doesn't work. And that's the part and that like, pisses me off here? is people that live in gated communities are so stingy with giving out their gate code. Yes. It's Look, like, what the? F- it's easy. If you're going to live behind like, a I'm moat. I'm literally not coming to your house ever. <laughs> give us the password. Come right? on. <laughs> There's always somebody that it's zero, 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 zero in any community or the wise ass that thinks 6969 is hilarious. And you get in any community. I and mean, then you always inevitably, every single person I know who's lived in a gated community has at one point in time posted on social media somebody who ran into the gate. Mm-hmm. And then the gate's broken for like 17 <laughs> weeks. Because again, gated community takes forever to get things fixed because there's so much red tape. And so the gate is irrelevant at that point too. And it's just like, this seems like so much work for no reason. How about not a community, but a home, like a mansion, gate hot or not? Say that one more time. A mansion. If you own a mansion, a compound, whatever you want to call it, gate hot or not at that point. (sighs) If you got valuable stuff, I get it if it's just one house. Doesn't everybody have valuable stuff? No, but like in Scottsdale, there's there's levels to this. And then once you go into the gated communities, there's gates in front of okay. oh, driveways. That's excessive. Gateception. Yeah. <laughs> no, just thank gate you. Gate on gate on Wouldn't gate. Wouldn't at that point in time, though, it just be considered a fence? Like, I know it's a technically a gate, but wouldn't it be just considered a fence? If it's I just mean, your those, house? I don't, know. I don't know. They're just, well, no, because like mansions, they'll have like an actual gate. Yeah, that, like, I, kn- to... I know. But like, if it's just for one house, wouldn't it just be a fence? I guess. Since it's not a community thing. Because you have a gated community and you still have fences around houses within the gated community. Yeah, but not to where, like, 
There's usually a pathway you can get I'm in. I'm sorry. Hello in the chat said, as an angel, I live behind a gate, and now I'm just laughing at the concept of heaven as a gated community. <laughs> oh, no. I, I like Half-Life Heroes. For a mansion, you get a gate pass. <laughs> yeah. No, I my, mean, it sounds right, yeah, though. Yeah, There's all does. sorts of requirements to gated communities to yeah. get in. There's also, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. That's funny. <laughs> I broke Lindsay so, with that one. So if I get Jesus, can I get engaged in communities too? Or? We're not going to go down that road. <laughs> okay, Jose said, where's the moat? Okay, moat, hot or not? I think a moat is definitely oh, a hot. A moat is definitely hot. hot. A, mo- yeah. a moat is muy caliente. Yeah. Like, that's just badass. You right? want to put a moat around a community? I support it. Right. Okay? You want to put a moat around your house, your mansion, whatever? Let's do it. Right. Give me some crocodiles in that bitch too. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sharks. Uh, I want to moat with sharks. You get yeah. that, you get all the passes you want. If you're going to keep us out, at least make it something that we're like, okay. <laughs> it's like fun, right? I respect yeah, that. make it fun. <laughs> all right, Emma, what's next? Hot or not? Instagram pages for pets. Not. Instagram pages for anybody aren't hot at this point. Like, I'm, I'm done with Instagram. <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble because Amy has an Instagram page oh, for no. Loki. That's why <laughs> Cute, like better than fine, but like in general, I'm over Instagram. So hot, yeah, it's it's definitely hot. That's that's my answer. (laughs) Um, I think it's hot if you have a unique pet. Yeah, if it's just like a normal everyday pet, I'm gonna go not. Yeah, it needs to be like a Pomeranian or like a Shiba Inu or something. No, like even more than that. Like Like, you need to have one of those cats that's like three feet tall and like only can eat raw meat because they're so big. Like a bobcat. Yeah, you haven't seen those. You haven't seen those like no those crazy cool cats. Emma knows what I'm talking about, or that one that's called like Achu Man or whatever that yeah, has like yeah, a full yeah, on yeah. like mustache type of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got a cool animal that is like different, <laughs> unique, or does cool things, like a cat that will go out on like the lake with you or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lindsay's like if you got a severed hand like Wednesday as a pet, <laughs> it definitely deserves an Instagram page. I mean, this is true. <laughs> Thing does deserve its own. I mean, I guess Thing wasn't really your pet. That's not a fair uh, assessment there. What's next, Emma? Hot or not, Summer League Championship rings. Oh, boy. Not. This is the dumbest shit ever. When I was part of a team, you know what you got for winning the Summer League Championship? A t-shirt and the chance to leave Las Vegas after two weeks. That's what you got. I'm going to say hot. That is so hot. You know why it's hot? We give out championship rings for kids that win a state championship in high school. We give out rings for guys that win stuff in college. Summer League is a higher level of basketball than those other two. Just because we don't pay attention to it and don't give a shit about it, that is closer to the NBA than either of those other two things that I just listed. Let them have their summer league ring. For some of them, it might be the peak of what they achieve in basketball. Also, Why not? you can literally buy a class ring for just going right. to high school, which is That's basically a hot. requirement. <laughs> That's like, lame. What? Hold on. I'm I'm gonna go hot. I'm with you, Gerald. Let's do it. These guys <laughs> play <laughs> basketball for a week and a half, and you give them a ring. It's like they're two not weeks. even teams. It's they're not like, playing real offenses. Okay. First of all, it's two weeks. Second of you all, you couldn't get on a, a team. Week, there's a week Gerald of practice. Couldn't get on a team. <laughs> nope. I couldn't get on a team. Nope. Saul couldn't get on a team. They nope. still have to have some level I'm of not talent. Claiming they're not talented, I'm just saying the amount of work that goes into it to get a ring seems a little insulting to the concept of a championship ring. Nope. No. Nope. 
I'm going hot. Not it. hot. Not Plus, hot. Not hot. two weeks in Vegas is more like a full season. Like that's, Two weeks in Vegas is literally like the hardest thing to survive. We were there in Vegas for like four I days. And we came back in shambles. <laughs> she wasn't here for half a week. <laughs> you got food poisoning immediately upon arriving. Uh, you know what? I've been running on fubes since, and we didn't even play any games. Most most people that go to Vegas that short of a time uh-huh. and get a ring wind up annulling it. All right, I'm sorry, but, but no. not always. No. And it was a sure great time, I bet. But these rings last forever. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to buy <laughs> right. one of those rings on eBay for 500 bucks soon. Well, See, and then if somebody needs 500 bucks, they can sell the ring on See, eBay. Just well, throwing money away. I'm gonna wear that bad boy around a chain and just make Gerald jealous. I suppose. I'm talking for um, me and your wife. Mm-hmm. You don't need more shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Emma, zip it. All right, what else? What's next? All right, last one. We've talked about this one a little bit today. Uh, hot or not, Barbenheimer. So hot. So unbelievably hot. hot. So hot. <laughs> I fully support it, 100%. Yes. I will say that um, if you are a procrastinator like I am, who's going to have to wait for like the next two weeks to be able to enjoy the Barbenheimer experience because I'm very particular about the seats in the theater uh-huh. and all the good seats have already sold out. What? So two weeks you have to wait? Well, I mean, have you, we're also trying to go as like a group. So like finding uh, good seats in okay. a theater that right now sense. for like six or more people yeah. is pretty tough. That's fair. For this movie. Like, they've all sold out. People were smarter than I was and, like, bought tickets, like, a month ago. Yeah. Um, I'm very upset that both of my built-in babysitters for my daughter decided to go on vacation at the same time. And I will likely is, not get to see. Is that why? You, yeah. Is that why you were asking if I could watch? Yeah, I. I, <laughs> I, I, I like everybody literally here. anybody, I, anybody. My daughter loves Emma. I may just drop her off at Emma's house and just be just like, have fun. Like ding dong ditch, but then Rose just on the porch. Oh, I hate. I hate to oh, let no. you know, but <laughs> I can barely even take care of myself. Oh, we're aware. <laughs> I figured my daughter would help take care of you while she was. If anything, Rose would make sure Emma was fed. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever well, I watch, yeah. I'm sorry you won't be able to go this weekend. I'm very excited for because both of the movies are getting like great reviews yes, too, yeah. which is exciting. And I don't, we've never had like I think the Ringer went through like the best movie release dates in history. Mm-hmm. We've never had like two certified movies of the summer releasing on the same day, and for di- and for different reasons. Such yeah, polar opposites. <laughs> Fantastic in it. I mean, they're saying this is Nolan's masterpiece too, right? Which, like. That's a man who's done a lot of great movies, so I'm very interested in that. Uh, mm. There is one more hot or not. Do you, do okay. you want it? What's that? Uh, I believe it was hello in the chat said, Riz Pizzito, hot or not. <laughs> Be careful how you answer this, all right? Are we talking about the name? The name. Not hot. Not me. <laughs> you already know that I hate it. I'm sorry. So fucking ice cold. Lindsay hates me. (laughs) So fucking cold. Lindsay hates me so much. I know. No, I just hate. Listen, I don't really like Riz as a slang term to begin with. Yeah. I don't know. There was just something off-putting about it from the jump. Yeah. So. Because it involved me. I understand. No, no, no. I said from the beginning. I understand. Like even when the whole like Shams Shams, cave thing went down and everyone was like Shams got Riz. I'm like, this just feels. Yeah, I just I just don't like I don't that. like it. I don't like I that don't word. It. It's fucking cold. Right. It's just sorry. So it's not anything personal Emma's against you. Not. 
Emma's hating on me. That's all me <laughs> hate. Back you know what, Esco? Back. At the end of the day, all that matters is do you think it's hot or not? Oh, I think I'm so hot. I mean, then there who, dresses, you go. who dresses like this and doesn't think they're that's hot? I literally mean, that's literally all I mean. that matters. Didn't we talk about this yesterday? Like, focus on what the people who are saying positive things to you mm -hmm. are. But that's, that's just the voices in my head. So. The Discord loves it. <laughs> oh, that's true. The Discord true. loves it. <laughs> wow. Classy Nasty says Lindsay has no Riz. <laughs> I don't need Riz, so it's okay. We are <laughs> not. I Hello says Riz or Glizpazino. Glizpazino <laughs> ain't ever happening. I'm sorry, that's that is just wrong. I think that is the worst term ever. Oh my god. Ever that for hot dogs. If I ever catch you eating a hot dog, I'm snapping a pic and that's the caption. No, no. Glizpazino. Oh no. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh hot not or good. not. Really cool uh merchandise products for your sports team. I mean, hot. Hot. Duh. What? Of course. <laughs> that was like, an easy one duh. that I set you guys up for. Oh, there we go. You know we love our things from FOCO. They are a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got apparel. They've got accessories. They've got toys, collectibles, novelty items, and so much more. Some of the cool tchotchkes that you see here at PHNX tchotchkes Studios are word. from our friends at FOCO. They always have our back for Arizona sports. And they've got yours, too. You can get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com and using that code PHNX for all non-presale items. You use that code PHNX and you're going to get 10% off. Also, did you guys know that on BetMGM they have these cool, like, activations? Like, one of the ones that is happening now through September 7th is the Swing for the Fences um, activation. And it's, you just pick a strike zone and then if, you win, you get a prize. And the prize is listed there, and it tells you exactly what it is. You can play it one time per day, every single day, mm -hmm. until the 7th of September. I know. I have. It's fun. And no, then they got, that's just one of the many things that the BetMGM Sportsbook app offers. If you guys haven't signed up yet, what are you doing? <laughs> Make sure you sign up with that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Did you know that they have odds on the BetMGM Sportsbook app hmm. about whether I'll wear sandals next week or not? And what are they? Oh, take the take the bet. I'll be wearing sandals next week. Oh, mm. boy. Saul's going to give you so much oh. grief. Yeah, Saul and his pretty feet. You know, like, I mean, they're not that pretty, so don't feel I bad. haven't looked at Saul's feet extensively. He literally so. sent us a text message. Yeah, I didn't look at it. I, I've avoided it. He sent us a text message in the group chat, you guys. And you, I don't know if everybody's phone has been doing this lately on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a Twitter thing. Um, but when you send me a tweet, it doesn't show the preview. It's just mm -hmm. a gray screen. Oh, really? And I have to click yeah. on the actual tweet and oh, open it in Twitter oh, in order no. to know 
what it is that I, so I'm thinking, oh, Saul sent us something that's going on with the suns that we could use for the show. No, it's his freaking feet. So he Rick rolled you with his feet. Like, <laughs> that sucks. Never going to let you. It was, the, I was just, I was so mad. And it was on like a Friday too, like a Friday evening. And uh, I'm just living my best life, like hanging brutal. out for the weekend. And here's Saul's feet on my phone. <laughs> I'd say we yeah. need to talk to HR, but the text came from HR. <laughs> the text is coming from inside the house. Oh, no. Should All I right, just guys. take them off now? No, Espo. Put your foot <laughs> I'm worried about you putting that back in your mouth. I had PTSD no. from earlier in the week. No, my tongue, is, my tongue is still reeling from that. Bro, it's been a wild week. Yeah, we, You guys realize There's that? a lot that oh, happened yeah. this, this week. This week has been interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Oh it's been horrible. It's been For some people, it's been unbearable. There we go. <laughs> oh boy! And with that, come on, we gotta go. To Slam ball say goodbye. So. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you very much. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday, 3 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. So come hang out with us. Until then, we hope you have fun this weekend. Fingers crossed. We get some wind, some rain, some clouds. Literally anything that will give us a little bit of relief from this heat. But make sure you stay inside and stay hydrated. And make sure you follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can also follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Thorkay. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Head over to our lesser channel, ESPN, right now for some slam ball. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always... Re